We're going to talk about um, one of my favorite parables. Everybody know what a parable is? Yes. Yeah? A little short story, kind of prove a kingdom point. Yes? Um, my favorite parable. Turn to Matthew 25. Matthew 25, formerly known as Levi 25. Nobody gets that reference. Because that's what his name was before. <sighs> Matthew 25, where it's, I think it's first verse, yeah. The ten virgins, or the bridesmaids, however you want to describe them. Yeah? Everybody there? Great, don't read it yet. Okay. And it's verse 1 this week, okay? Not 25 or whatever you want to start on. Um, so this message, uh, I've preached this in the past, so if you've heard this, I apologize. But I hope it lands the same way it did last time. This is a message called Slippery People. <laughs> yes. So this is like one of my favorite messages of all time that I prepared. Um, and it's called Slippery People. And you're like, slip and slide? Nope, slippery. <laughs> this is what you get with me. You should see some of the other titles. Um, I love parables. I absolutely love them because... There's a depth to them that you can't get in, like, Colossians. <laughs> you know, Colossians is cool and all, but, like, when you get a parable in front of you, even if it's like the parable of the sower, which we all know, you know, all the soils, Jesus describes that, but there's still another layer in it, another depth to it. And I love that. I love not just taking, okay, I got the surface level answer, and I guess I'll take that to eternity. I love going just a little bit deeper. A little bit deeper just so we can have a little bit more fun and understand how big he is. Yes? And I think parables give us that opportunity to really, really kind of, I don't know, soak into them or saturate ourselves into them so that we can really pull a kingdom truth out. And I believe, and I hope, I'm not just preaching this to fill and waste your guys' time. I hope you understand that. Um, because that would be stupid, right? And you'd be like, why am I here if he's just like, okay, he's, I'm not just pulling this out of my butt. I could have done that. I could have done that with a, some other messages, but like, I really, I don't know. It, yes, this is one of my favorites, but I think there's a reason why all of the stuff happened with the, the Samson um, sermon that I was really excited about that I actually promoted. If you saw on Instagram, I was like pumped. But I believe that this is a timely word, um, even still today. And I, I want to I add language um, to, to this parable. Is that cool? Yeah? Yes. yeah. Whether you like it or not, that's what we're doing. Um, uh, so if you don't like that, then you can you know, pack up. It's fine. You won't offend me. I love the parables that start with the kingdom of heaven is like. Because it, it like kind of peels back a layer, almost peels back the curtain on, whoa. And I want you to bring a, a level of awe tonight 
of who the Lord is. I, I believe that the table's set for that already. Um, but I want you to bring a little bit of awe to who the Lord actually is. So um, I'm going to read this first, and then we'll, we'll kind of go from there. Is that cool? Yep. You guys with me? Yep. Are you guys feeling like you're engaged tonight? You know, you're ready to receive something from the Lord? Woo, yeah. Okay. Great. I hope that wasn't sarcastic. Matthew 25, verses 1. We'll go to 13, right? Yeah. The kingdom of heaven will be like ten virgins who took their lamps and went to meet the bridegroom. Five of them were foolish and five were wise. For when the foolish took their lamps, they took no oil with them. But the wise took flasks of oil with their lamps. And as the bridegroom was delayed, they all became drowsy and they fell asleep. But at midnight, there was a cry. Here is the bridegroom. Come out to meet him. Then all those virgins rose and trimmed their lamps. And the foolish said to the wise, give me some of your oil. Give me some of your oil for our lamps are going out. But the wise answered saying, since there will not be enough for us, and for you, go rather to the dealers and go buy it yourself. And while they were going to buy the oil, the bridegroom came, and those who were ready went in with him to the marriage feast, and the door was shut. Afterward, the other virgins came also, saying, Lord, Lord, open to us. Open up the door. But he answered, Truly I say to you, I do not know you. Oh, shoot. I do not know you. Watch therefore, for you know neither the day nor the hour. It's pretty cool, yeah? I just love it. Do you love, do you love the scripture? Do you actually like love it? Like, oh my gosh. Do you actually like love the scripture? Have you fallen in love with it yet? If you haven't, you need to. You really, really need to. You can get all the Holy Spirit that you want, but man, without the Word, you don't have any idea which way to look. Okay? I might be a crazy charismatic, but I still love, 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 love the Bible. Okay? We have to have the Bible. Okay? So, anyway. Intimacy oil. This oil that's being talked about here is, yes, surface level, Lighting lamps. Keeps it lit so you know who's coming, so you know the day and you know the time, so that you know and you're prepared. Yes? Okay. But 10 bridesmaids and all are going to find the bridegroom. And this is a laser, almost this, this parable is almost as if a sniper scoped in, got locked in on, hey, here's the bridal covenant at our doorstep. Everybody know what the bridal covenant is? It's the covenant that we're living in right now, where Jesus is my husband. He's the bridegroom. He is, I'm the bride of Christ, yes? The church is the bride of Christ, so therefore he is my husband. I am married to him. We are one. The two shall become one, right? I have died to self, yes? I want to be fully in him. That's a bridal covenant. That's what we're in today, which is really cool. Really cool. We're, we're spoiled. We're super spoiled. I, I, I will tell you probably every single week that we are spoiled. As Christians, 
Today, in the year 2022, we are spoiled because we don't have to go find lambs. We don't have to do all of the rat-a-tat-tat-tat stuff that then, therefore, I am made pure. I'm spoiled because Jesus came and paid once and for all, and I'm married to him. Yes? Isn't that cool? All right. This parable laser points on the body of Christ. All the lamps lit, and they have to go find the bridegroom, and they're all going in the same direction. All ten of them have the same goal, and all ten of them need oil, right? Here's a little summary. Five foolish, five wise. They're all dressed up, ready for their bridegroom, all prepared, hair done, makeup done, skinny jeans on. The only thing that separates the group is that some, became, that some were prepared, some weren't, right? So you can obviously take the you know, easy buzzer beater kind of uh, pull away from this of, okay, I need to be prepared in and out of season, which scripture talks about, right? I need to be prepared. No, I, I don't know when my last day is. I've got to be ready yeah, day in and day out. Yes, great. I wasn't satisfied with that. We've got to have something more here. Yes? When I say yes, you say yes? Okay, thank you. I want to be a person who hoards oil. Do you? I've got oil for decades. That's what I want. I want an entire room of my house to be ready <laughs> so I can draw on that oil. And I love oil. I love olive oil, and I love that. It's just sweet, sweet nectar. I wish I could drink it. I could. That would sing your uh, cup right now. Yeah. <laughs> Just olive oil. I, I love it. <laughs> I absolutely love it. We need to be a people who hoard oil. Absolutely need to hoard oil. The one, uh, the one, uh, this is one of the only times Jesus talks about having too much and it being good. Everything else is don't take another change of clothes. <laughs> don't take any money, extra money. You know, all that kind of stuff. That's what Jesus' kind of uh, MO is. This moment, Jesus is saying, store it up, dude. Bring, uh, yeah. Sorry, can I add on? I also noticed like it's, the, it's one of the few times, if not the one time, that Jesus is saying, don't give anything. Yeah, it's weird. Yeah. 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 It's good point. Selfish. Yeah, not so much. I'm sorry, but I wouldn't give any oil to you if you weren't prepared. Okay. I'm giving you some oil tonight. I'm giving you some sweet drip drip, you know? <laughs> okay, okay, where am I? We need a bunch of oil. So they all went to sleep. Usually Jesus gets annoyed when people fall asleep, correct? How long am I going to be with you? <laughs> right? All of these kinds of things. Jesus understood uh, that we would become tired and weary at night. But this time, Jesus didn't get annoyed when they fell asleep. This parable is, a, is almost painted on a canvas of intimacy. Okay? I really want to, I want you guys to get engaged in this. There's like this canvas that Jesus is painting before us of saying, hey, I am wooing you to me. 
I want you so desperately. I am warning you to say, hey, be prepared no matter the time or the place. Yes? The, the Baptist in me wants to say, all right, if you were to die right now, what's going to happen? Right? I was, I was raised Baptist, so I've got a little bit in me still. Nope. All right. <laughs> Not much. A wedding is intimate, yes? Has anybody been to a wedding? You're invited to a wedding. You don't get to just show up unless you're... Who's, what's the wedding crashers? Who are those actors? Owen Wilson, yeah. Unless you're Owen Wilson and... What's the other guy's name? Ah, oh, man, he hasn't been in a movie in a while. Good. He's <laughs> never that good. He plays the same character every single time. But a wedding is intimate. Going to find a bridegroom is intimate and making oil is an intimate process the oil is the secret place of a believer you're like this dude's weird the oil isn't is the secret place of a believer i can't just pray my way into oil i have to plug myself in to the source of oil Prayer might be a part of that. But man, this is a constant drip of oil. If you were to like to see an image right now and I were holding this Bible and I was shaking it, you would see oil dripping off of it. This is the source of oil. Our friendship, the love letter that he gave us, that he burst into existence so that we could partake and just this intimate relationship with him, yes? Oil is the secret place. Every time you spend time with the Lord, you are essentially, if you can, picture it, shaking an olive tree. Saying, hey, all right, I want, I want all of the olives. I'm going to store up all the olives. Every single time you have a conversation with the king, every single time you read a scripture, every single time that you're in his presence, you are shaking the leaves of an olive tree. Some of you say, oh, well, that's good enough. Nope, because you just have the olives. <laughs> you just have the olives at this point. There's a process of getting the olives to an olive oil. How many of you know? Yes? It's not just all of a sudden you squeeze a tree and oil comes out. It's not an udder, okay? <laughs> that was graphic. That was really gross, man. Frick. Get that out of your head. The olives begin to fall and then the process starts and it starts getting started. And then you really get to start making the oil. Has anybody ever made olive oil? What's, what do you do? If I remember correctly, after you the olives, you, it goes into a press, and it's a very, 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 it's not just like one press and you get oil. It's like days and days of it slowly being pressed down until you get all of the nice, all, and like legit olive oil. Dude, yeah. Drink it. Oh, straight up. Like straight up from the olive, like not even like yeah. bottled. So so good. Some of you guys think that you get oil by just spending one day with the Lord once a week. You're deceived. Sorry. You are. It is a process 
that takes days, that takes weeks. And if you really want the good stuff, it takes months. It takes revisiting it every single day and saying, I am going to extract all of the purities out of this thing to get the finest of finest of finest oils. We can't just be satisfied with just having an olive, <laughs> right? How many of you like just the olive? <laughs> Some of them are all right. When I was a kid, I just used to, my mom would literally get me cans of black olives. Yeah. I know, I know, forgive me. <laughs> I'm still alive. <laughs> but I would just like freaking <laughs> over and over. It was my snack. Yeah. Disgusting. <laughs> and that's, you grow out of stuff. <laughs> or you wise up. <laughs> People who spend time with Jesus, you can see a difference about them, right? You ever notice, like, walking around the grocery store and you're just like, whoa, that guy's anointed? Has that ever happened to you? You're like, whoa, that guy's a believer. I know that. That, that chick, she's a believer. There's something about somebody who frequents the presence of the Lord. Why? Because they're kind of drippy. <laughs> they are, right? Not like you, but, you know, you're freaking drippy, dude. But they're, they're drippy. They leave a trail behind them, like a slug almost, you know? Like there's, there's something about them, right? Man, how, how, how bad do you want to be that person? Oh, Lord, make it us, right? How bad do we want to be a slippery person? <laughs> Just wait. You're going to love. You're going to love the end of this. And yes, I'm going long tonight. <laughs> Sorry. You guys talk too much. Me too. Oil's what fills the lamps, right? Okay. So we see the cry came at midnight. Why is midnight so uh, significant? What does midnight do? Changes the day. Look at her. Midnight speaks of a new day. I know that that's not very profound, but man, she nailed that, right? But when the clock strikes midnight, it is now the next day a second later, right? It speaks of a birthing of a new mantle, a new purposing, a new anointing. A new day. Isaiah 43 uh, something says, forget the old, a new thing is coming. Right? It is a verse that has marked my life since 2015. They all woke up and they heard, here is the bridegroom. The bridegroom is coming. He's coming. And the five who had the oil, what did they do? They knew exactly where to go. Yes? Why? Why did they know where, where to go? Well, because they could see. Why else? Because they frequented that door. They went to that door and knocked often. Right? Yes? Be with all of Scripture. <laughs> all of Scripture. All of context of Scripture. Right? We, we need to get to the doors. He's standing in the doorway and knocking. Yes? So therefore, I need to get to that door. They knew where to go. They heard the knocking. So they knew where to go. And they could see. 
Why? Because they had oil. The five who didn't have enough, they went to the store and bought some at midnight. They had to go buy some. And it was crap. Right? It didn't do anything for them. It got them in some serious trouble. To the, ex to the extent of, I never knew you. Ugh. My worst fear? Right there. I never knew you? Oh, gosh. When Jesus talks of intimacy, there's usually a door involved. Go into your closet, right? Behind a door. Shut the door behind you. All of this kinds of stuff, yes? Behold, I stand at the door and knock. Revelation 3.20. We never want to find ourselves on the other side of the door that Jesus is not on. That keeps me up at night. Ann Miller. Too much oil will always have you slipping and sliding through doorways. Right? I don't think you heard that. Too much oil will always have you slipping and sliding through doorways. What I see right now is a cartoon. <laughs> you know, where they're slipping and sliding all over because the bubble bath went overran and oh my gosh, uh, you know? Right? That should be us in the anointing. Right? That should be us, dude. That should be us slipping and sliding through everything that the Lord is speaking. He's saying, I'm standing at doors. I am ready to meet you. Are you ready to meet him? Are you available? Are you saying, I, I, I'm burning for you. I've got it. I've got it. I can see. I'm ready. I can hear the knock. I can hear it all. I know where your voice is. I know where you're leading me. I want it. I want it. Right? That is a person who is slippery. Right? Don't you want to be that? How many of you are praying for something that you want to see to come to fruition? Right? Great. Get some oil. Get some oil because your breakthrough is on the other side of slipping and sliding. Right? Yes? Do you get it? How bad do you want it? When it's convenient for you? Are you, willing to, uh, are you willing to compromise and just go to King Supers and get some, you know, plastic bottled oil? No, that'll be too late. That's not good enough. He wants the real stuff. Your flame glowing so bright, you can't help but see where he is going because you have hoarded up oil. How many of you have been in a situation where you knew without a shadow of a doubt he was leading you into something? Anybody? Some of like, okay, well, I don't know, maybe. <laughs> Still on the edge. <laughs> no, we should be confident in that. I, I was very, I, I knew without a shadow of a doubt. And multiple times. Why? Because I hoarded up my oil. Dude. And yeah, it does sound selfish. <laughs> right? But man, it's mine. It's mine. It's me and his. It's only for us. Right? Let's get addicted to realities like that. 
When we leave today, we need to be hoarders of oil. Jesus' only issue was with the five unwise. I love that he labels them as unwise, not idiots. Because they didn't have enough oil, right? They all looked beautiful. They were all done up, right? They were all ready for their bridegroom. But they let their first love flame burn out. They rested instead of resting in him. They all heard the shout, right? All of them heard the shout. But only, uh, only some of them had enough oil. So remember, the shout happens. They all wake up, and the five realize that they don't have enough oil right away. The moment where you realize that you don't have enough oil is the moment you're too late. Shoot. You can't do just buzzer beater quiet time, just, okay, oh man, I need this decision. I got to get an A on this test, or I got to find my future husband, or, you know, whatever you guys are into, you know? <laughs> just joking. I couldn't think of the other word, wife. <laughs> that was the other word. I don't know why. But it's usually too late, right? Yes? Usually too late. You can't just say, okay, I'm going into my closet, Lord. Honor it. <laughs> Whoa. Remember, we report to him. Yes? We don't just say, all right, come on, Jesus. Let's go. Whoa, whoa. Come on, Jesus. <laughs> no, no, we don't do that. That's bull crap. Yes? No more buzzer beater quiet times to get what we think we need. No more of that. That's selfish. What's unselfish? Hoarding up oil and intimacy with the king so that we're ready. So we're saying that moment, that first love, remember the, when you first fell in love with Jesus? You remember it? Do you? Yes. You should remember it. You should like reflect on it at least once a week maybe. Why? Because that's the flame that's burning. The oil is the sustenance to that flame. Did you hear that? Some of you guys are like, oh man, my drip is almost gone. <laughs> What's going on? Like, I, I'm, I'm at my wit's end. I've got like one thread left. Well, go get some oil. Go get some. You get it? What's interesting is they asked to borrow some. I'm sorry, I can't give you my oil. It's personal to my, me and my husband's. That will sound really weird on the recording. It's personal to me and Jesus. <laughs> right? When I, I, I have a message that's titled, Jesus is my husband, and I preached that once in a different setting. Somebody got up and walked out of the meeting. It was pretty awesome. <laughs> I'm not afraid of that. Whatever. Okay. But anyway, back on track. They asked if they could borrow. Yes? I can't give you my oil. It's, it's precisely just for me and him. Right? Keelan can't give me oil. Right? I can't replicate Zoe's oil. It's different. Right? Any more than uh, you guys can't have the same relationship that me and Madison have. And you guys can't have the same relationship that me and Christian have. You can try to replicate it, but it won't be the same. Do you get it? Yeah. It's, it's specific 
to the two, right? It's completely specific. So when they say, hey, can I, can I get some of yours so I, can, uh, so I can go in? Oh, you're too late. And I'm sorry, my oil doesn't burn your flame. You can admire my flame because my flame's pretty cool. You know, I'm pretty proud of my flame. I haven't been sometimes, but I'm really proud of it today. Right? But my oil won't work in Keelan's lamp. Do you get it? This can only be honed out in the secret place. An intimate, deep place is where oil is produced. Jesus did this all the time, right? He was our model. He was the original hoarder of oil. How many of you want to be more like Jesus? Everybody? Okay, good. I, would, I don't even need to give you that time, right? We all want to be like Jesus. That's why we're here tonight. He was the original hoarder. He would go to the top of the mountains, pray all through the night, right? And then come down and amazing things would happen. That's a, you should do that study. It's a really fun study. Watch where Jesus goes up to the mountain. See what he does after he comes down. Some of his most amazing miracles, if I can rank them, right? So, uh, anyway. He walked away from the disciples to get alone with his father, right? The wise, I'm sure, wanted to share their oil, but, you know, at the end of the day, this was unlocking a truth of oil cannot be produced, uh, can, sorry, oil can only be produced intimately in a secret place. The wise say to the fools, go get your own. The secret place is costly. It's going to cost you something. It is. And it'll be worth it though. I promise you. Life only gets busier and the weight of the call only increases. So we need to keep our secret place number, number one. Correct? The doorway opens, bridegroom is there, and the only company that could enter that door is the witch that had the burning lamps. And remember, midnight is a new day, and so often we think, uh, so often new doorways that come open up new destinies, new anointings, new higher uh, levels, and all of that kind of stuff, right? That's what we're going after. This is what this looks like. When we hoard oil, we get to go places, that he has designed for us. We get to go places and we get to go to, if I can say without sounding too mystic, we get to go to realms that are higher than today. Right? Better than any drug that you could try. Can somebody turn to Revelation 3.20? And then we'll wrap this up, I promise. Anybody turn in there? Can anybody read it for me? Huh? Okay. Loudly, please. Yeah, I think so. Behold, I stand at the door and knock. If anyone hears my voice and opens the door, I will come into him and will dine with him and he with me. There you go. He stands. He's waiting. He's ready. He's wooing you. It's for us to say yes. You can get more oil in five minutes with the king than a two-hour sermon here. 
And I could give you a two-hour sermon. I could. I've got three more pages of this message. We did a guys retreat once back in the day, and uh, we got like an Airbnb. It was super sweet. We had like an overview of Pikes Peak, and uh, we did it for, did I tell you that was New Year's Eve? Maybe not. It was New Year's Eve, and we, they have a huge fireworks show. And I ran long by two hours. <laughs> but man, it was a cool night. Everybody got a word over their lives. We've seen them, we're seeing them fulfilled and fulfilled and fulfilled again. It's amazing. I don't know why I told you that, but I wanted to. Yeah, I think that's where I'm going to end. We need to be slippery people. We need to be the cartoon characters of saying, all right, I've got my oil. I've got it on my feet, right? I've got it everywhere. I'm, it's oozing out of me, and I need it. I need it. I need to hoard it. I need more than I think I might need. I need all of it. I need it to sustain me. Heaven forbid if I live until I'm 200. I need it. I need to hoard it up. And in return, we'll be slippery people. Walking into new destinies. Walking into new anointings. Walking into the favor that he finds on us. Right? He's not going to just give you favor just because you call yourself a Christian and you show up at church once a week. He doesn't care. <laughs> He wants the people who say, I want you more than anything else. I want you more than anything else, King. He wants those types of people. You know that? Do you want to be one of those people? Because if you do, you're going to love this place. You're going to love it every single week. Because that's what we're going after every single week. More of him, less of me. More of him, less of me right? So get your oil this week, please, right? I think that's how I'll end. Hold your hands out in front of you as if you're receiving something. Lord, I just pray that you would download tonight how to be intimate with you. That you would guide us daily. That you would woo us daily. That you un unleash destinies. That we, would see your that we would see your fullness just unleashed on the scene by our obedience and by our intimacy and our affection poured out at your feet. Lord, this place is called Alabaster because we need to be that kind of community where we carry something costly to pour out, to give to you. So Holy Spirit, I just pray that you would minister to every single person in the room. Right now. That we would want you above anything else. Pray that you would rewire thinking tonight. Rewire affection and devotion tonight. And that it would just be all directed to you, King.
And Lord, may we hear the knock and may we be prepared. We love you, Lord. And in Jesus' name, we all said, amen.